Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. Hi, I'm Steve Inkle. On this episode of Focus, I'm flying solo. On this episode of Focus, I think there's probably a subject that some people have kind of been sitting back waiting to see what happens and which way to go, and that's whether to jump from a DSLR to mirrorless cameras. And I've probably been shooting now mirrorless cameras long enough now to, I suppose, really reflect back and think about what you know what the difference is and why why would you change from DSLR to mirrorless if your DSLR is doing the job why would you want to change and and that was where my position for a long time was that when mirrorless cameras first started coming out I kind of resisted you know I tried them and I just didn't click with them for whatever reason but then I like I said as time went on and I started to see more and more models of mirrorless cameras coming out and started to see some really, I suppose, hear, hear about some really good stuff that the mirrorless cameras were doing. And at that point, then I then kind of ventured in and put my toe in the water and uh, got hold of a mirrorless camera to play with. I was lucky enough to be able to kind of get one to, so I could kind of evaluate what it was like compared to my DSLR. So, and I've been a long time DSLR shooter. So, you know, when I changed from film to digital photography, I started, you know, using DSLRs. So I've been shooting DSLRs for a very, very long time and really understand those cameras. And, you know, those cameras, I just absolutely loved all my DSLR cameras. They're just such great cameras. I, Some people might know in the who've been following the podcast and I shoot Canon and I've kind of, you know, went from in the early days, I was some of the Canon crop framed digital cameras. And then when I moved to full frame, um, my first full frame Canon Digital camera was a 5D Mark II, and then I subsequently upgraded along the way to 5D Mark III and a 5D Mark IV. So the 5D Mark IV was the DSLR that I was shooting at, shooting with, and I was shooting typically, you know, events and um, general type of photography type stuff with those with those bodies. And I shoot, always shoot with two bodies. And the reason I tend to shoot with two bodies when you're doing an event, quite often you don't have time to. Um, change lenses you need to have a bit of um, like a telephoto so typically I'd have a, a 70 to 200 and then I'd have something wider typically something like a 24 to 105 uh, on the other body so I could kind of switch between the two bodies and I could basically you know cover off everything I needed to do with those two cameras and those two lenses so why like I said, there's, I know there's people who are kind of still sitting there with their DSLR saying, no, it's great, I love my DSLR, and I did absolutely love my DSLR. But when I started going mirrorless, and I must admit, for the first week or so, I kind of did struggle a bit with the, the mirrorless. I just didn't kind of click with it. I didn't kind of feel super comfortable with it. But then after about a week of just shooting with it, things started to really change for me and I really started to really enjoy using the mirrorless and to the point where I bought, you know, a one mirrorless body and I still used a my one of my 5D cameras to, as the second body. So I was shooting with two different platforms basically and I just, you know, came keep coming back to the point of so many things that the mirrorless system has to offer over the DSLRs um, just kind of kept me wanting to shoot everything I possibly could with the mirrorless and not really shoot with the DSLR. 
And that was kind of like I said, it, and then I got to that point where I just felt that the, the DSLR was actually slowing me down and I went out and bought a second mirrorless body. So then I was kind of could shoot completely mirrorless. So, and that, I know that's not for everybody to do that because everyone's not in that position where they can do that. But if you're seriously sitting there and you're thinking about, you know, you've, you've been shooting DSLRs and maybe you're thinking about, okay, it's maybe time to upgrade, you know, what do I do? Do I, you know, say if you were shooting with a, a 5D Mark III or one of the um, other brands of DSLRs that have been around for a few years, still very solid cameras, still get great results. People can take some amazing photos, you know, with those cameras still. Is it is it kind of worthwhile going down to the, you know, mirrorless route? Because one of the things that, one of the challenges for a lot of people is, is obviously they've built up a kit of lenses over time. And with that kit of lenses, obviously with a lot of the mirrorless systems, they've changed the mounts and they've done things slightly different. But I think most manufacturers allow adapted shooting so you can actually adapt older glass uh, and lenses to your uh, modern, you know, mirrorless cameras. So that's one thing, I suppose, that would be for a lot of people to wonder about. Okay, so if I do buy a new body, can I use my old glass, and will I still get benefits of having the mirrorless technology shooting with the older, the older lenses? And I, I can only speak from my experience of shooting with Canon, and that's how I started when I got my mirrorless body. I only bought one RF lens to suit, which was the 24 to 105, and then everything else I adapted. So all the other lenses that I used, like my 70 to 200 2.8, I just adapted using the adapter, and I shot with that for a long time. So I can say like there, there was no downside. Like I mean, all the benefits that I could get out of the mirrorless system, even though I was using adapted glass, didn't that didn't that didn't hinder it didn't make it any the camera work any slower or I didn't feel like there was any kind of compromise it just seemed to work really really well and I suppose my motivation over time of actually moving over to more and more of the RF glass is that some of the RF you know packages are much lighter um you know I was shooting and one of the lenses that's on my camera quite a lot when shooting events is the uh, 70-200 2.8 and if people have shot with that lens, you know, it's a, a fantastic lens, beautiful lens, but it's a very heavy lens because it's a 2.8mm lens, so it's quite a bulky lens. So that's always a challenge when you're carrying that around all day. And with the mirrorless offerings, you know, they've been able to reduce the size of those lenses to make them smaller and lighter. So some of my motivation for, you know, swapping out some of my EF glass for RF glass was that you know, to get that weight and get that size form down, um, which really appealed to me to be able to say, okay, I've got this lighter body now, I can get some lenses that are lighter. And I think the, like I said, it's been a progressional thing that I've changed. Now, I haven't completely got rid of all my EF glass. I still shoot some stuff adapted because this is some lenses I don't use often enough to warrant having a the RF version. So I still shoot with an EF version on my 100mm macro and I just adapt it and it works perfectly fine. And I just find that, you know, like I said, I can't justify sometimes replacing every lens I've had in the um, previous kit with the native lenses for the mirrorless. So that's a thing I think for a lot of people or consideration that a lot of people will sit back there and think about, well, okay, if I do change my body, 
do I have to go out and buy all these new lenses? Well, I suppose the real thing is you don't really have to, and I think it can happen over time. So you can actually give yourself time to, to adapt and start using like a mirrorless system, and then you can start, obviously, the lenses that you're using quite often, you may then look at some point in the future, upgrading them to the native lenses for the, whichever mirrorless system that you go with. And I think like most of the manufacturers of mirrorless systems now have you know have a range of lenses for their different um, for their different bodies, and I think it always makes sense sometimes to when you know you do get new technology that those lenses are going to be developed for that particular technology, and I know what happened with a lot of lenses from when cameras went from the you know from film from the uh, SLR days to DSLRs. A lot of the lenses that were used on SLR film cameras were then kind of repurposed to go onto digital cameras. And that worked okay for a little while on the lower megapixel cameras. But as soon as the cameras started getting more megapixels, there was a couple of technical issues that came into play that caused those lenses not to probably work as good as they, they could. And then manufacturers then started to then developing lenses specifically for, you know, the DSLR ranges, so where we kind of, most people would have those type of lenses today. And like I said, it's kind of, that's uh, always been, a, I suppose, a natural progression of stuff that as things improve, new pieces of equipment come out. But I suppose the important thing is you don't really have to rush out and buy all that kit. Um, but like I said, you can use adaptive. So I thought I'd really just want to let people know and talk about the fact that, like I said, if they are sitting on the fence and they're sitting there and they've kind of, their DSLR is getting quite a few years on it and they're starting to wonder, is it time to start looking at it? I'm looking at the shutter count. It's getting up there. Do I, do I pension it off? Do I, do I bite the bullet or do I go and buy another, another DSLR? And I think for a lot of people these days, I mean, even though people DSLRs are still selling, so people are still buying DSLRs, and for different purposes, like, and it really depends too, like, what type of photography you are, to what type of, what type of body works for you. You know, if you're kind of shooting in a studio situation all the time, find that a DSLR camera is perfect for that job. You don't need it. Um, you don't need some of the mirrorless stuff because you've got time to focus. I mean, some of the, I suppose. The big advantage is a mirrorless that I personally find, especially doing like event type photography and say fashion and stuff like that where there's action, is the eye tracking is so damn good that, that you get so many shots that are just perfectly in focus. You, get the, you just nail the focus. The camera just does such a great job at tracking. So in that instance, you know, there's a real advantage for having that. But I mean, if, you're, if your subjects are sitting there and you're posing them and there's in a fixed situation, they're not jumping around. You pretty much know where the focus is going to be. You can set your focus and and get it every time, even if you were just using, you know, a DSLR camera. So again, it's going to be looking at what you're doing with your photography and what how you use your camera is going to ultimately dictate, you know, your choices, what you do with um, doing that. And I know there's some people who who use their DSLR for some for some jobs. And they use their mirrorless for other jobs. And I have to admit, since going two-body mirrorless, I virtually have not used my 5D Mark IV. It virtually has not taken a shot since I've had the two mirrorless bodies. I just haven't had the need to go and grab it. It's sitting there. 
it's ready to go if I need it, but I just haven't had the need to do it. And it's just like, I just feel like I said, I don't know, it's just, it's a strange feeling because that camera, when I progressively got each new camera, you just really fell in love with that camera. You just had a real affinity for that camera and you just felt really great about that camera and what you could do with it and how you could create with it. And like I said, it's kind of like, you know, there's always like a bit of guilt there thinking, well, you kind of love the love the camera, but now you just don't love it. You've moved over and you found a new love of your life in a mirrorless. And it is a weird thing, um, like I said, because a lot of photographers will know the feeling I'm talking about where you really do love your equipment and what it can do. And like I said, it's kind of like, you know, you have your favourite um, bits and bits and pieces and then all of a sudden something new kid on the block comes along and that becomes your new favourite and your old favourites just kind of, I don't know, they just fade off into the distance and you don't you don't give them a second glance. So in this episode of Focus, I'm talking about the transition from mirrorless or the transition from DSLR to mirrorless and is it is it something that people should look at and pursue? And again, everyone's everyone's the answer to that is going to be different for every single person really depending on what you're doing. If you're a kind of enthusiast photographer who goes out, shoots a few, you know, goes out on the weekend and shoots a bit for your own stuff and you've been achieving great results with a DSLR, then you're probably going to continue just to go out and shoot with your DSLR and get great results. Like, you, you know, you don't necessarily need to go to the latest mirrorless body to continue doing great photography because photography, you know, the camera is a tool for the photographer to use. If you've got a photographer who's got a great skill set, you could give them any camera and send them out and they'd get great images. They'd capture fantastic photos because they know what they're doing. And like I said, the the, the camera is a tool, but for sometimes when you're, I suppose if you're making money out of the uh, photography and you're actually needing to get the shots and you need to work quicker, and I've found now that I'm shooting mirrorless is that I actually... I actually shoot less because I know that I've got the shots that are keepers. Like I said, quite often I would overshoot with my DSLR because I just didn't know if, the fo- you know, if, the fo- if I missed the focus a little bit, take a few different shots, just recomposing, rechecking the focus. And then typically when you go into post, you've got all these photos that you've never used because that they were they were okay or, or but there might have been ones that are slightly better. And like I said, since I've gone to mirrorless, I've actually noticed, like I said, I now shoot less images and I have a you know higher, I suppose the, the rate of images that are usable is much higher. So it's interesting how that technology really helps you as a photographer. And that's the way I kind of say to people is, you know, if you get, um, and I'll use the analogy of, of some, what's happened, I suppose, in power tools. And, you know, for years and years, you know, people had, corded drills and corded um, devices that they you know, use for woodworking or whatever and, th- and that was fantastic and then cordless devices come out so battery powered drills and saws and all grinders and all types of different tools all came out what it actually allowed people to do and particularly people who are like working in the trade is that by having a cordless you know hammer drill you know if you had to mount some stuff onto a concrete or block wall so much easier like you know quite often in a new construction site you know there's limited power there might be site power which means you have to run a you know terribly long lead down to wherever you're trying to drill the holes but you know the technology has got so good in these things now that 
they actually speed up your workflow. And, and that's what the mirrorless cameras have really done for photographers. It's actually allowed you to speed up your workflow. It allows you to, like I said, to shoot um, more consistently because, you, like I said, one of the areas in photography and, you know, the, the bugbear of photography is quite often, you know, some of your composition, you can recompose some of it. If you shoot wide, you can recompose the final shot by cropping. And, and that's fine. You can do that. But And you can fix exposure issues if you're a stop under or a stop over. You know, um, if you're shooting in raw, you can go in and you've got a lot of latitude to be able to pull stuff back and to save stuff. So I've looked at some shots and I thought, this is just a disaster. And then you get in there and you you pull this amazing shot out of it. So, you know, that's that's the great thing about modern cameras as well. So you kind of, I suppose, really think about, if you really just think about the camera as being that tool that's like that, you know, battery-powered drill that allows the, allows the tradie to be able to go and drill some holes quickly where he's not having to unroll a lead and run it down to the back of the factory and then walks down there and plugs it in and then realises he didn't switch, hadn't switched on the PowerPoint, so he walks all the way back and all that type of stuff happens. So like I said, modern cameras are giving you tools, better tools to work with as a photographer. And it's going to be up to every photographer how they use it, how they use that extra technology that's in the camera. And like some people, like I said, you know, if they're in that space where they're shooting people that are on the go, they're moving their events, photographers, that this just gives you an extra, I suppose, helping hand to be able to get the focus on people and be able to track people and, and, and keep them in frame. And like I said, that's the thing that I've really, I suppose, I've really enjoyed about mirrorless. But one of the other things that, and one of the things that used to tear me with when I was shooting blended, when I had, you know, DSLR over my shoulder and I had a mirrorless over my shoulder, especially outside. I mean, I struggled to look at the back of the camera if you're looking at it, the shots and you're just going for a reviewing. Yes, did I get that? Did I get that? Did I get that? That it's quite difficult to see on the back of the screen what, what you're actually shot. And one of the things I love about mirrorless is I'll just simply put it up to my, you know, I'll put my eye up to the viewfinder and I'll just scroll through the shots in the viewfinder and I can actually see what I've shot. It doesn't matter if it's a bright, sunny day outside, I can see that. And quite often then I'd, you know, be, like when I was shooting blended, you know, then I'd be shooting some shots and I'd go to review my shots on my DSLR and I'd always mistakenly put it up to my eye and go, oh, why can't I see? Oh, that's right. This is not not a mirrorless camera. So, you know, I tend to go off and then find a shade, shady spot to kind of, well, lean over the camera to, to shade the back of it so I could actually scroll through and look at the back of the camera. So that those few simple things really for me were such time savers. They just allow you to, like I said, review your work very, very quickly and know that, yes, I've got the shots. Because quite often when you're shooting something like that, you've got a shot list, you've got shots that you need to get. And sometimes you've got multiple um chances to shoot one of the shots so sometimes you'll you'll go out and you try and nail the shots that you know you can get off your shot list and then some of the shots obviously it's when a certain person comes out to perform or you know a certain a certain event part of the event happens that you know there's a, a ceremony or whatever then you need to shoot those pieces that's fine but there's other stuff you can kind of shoot the general stuff and what's great being able to review that in the camera like I said in all conditions is fantastic because then you can say, yep, I think I've got enough enough of those shots to satisfy what I need to do. And then you can basically 
move on to capturing some of the other stuff. And to me, like I've I've just found it sped up my workflow, and it's just just made it. I suppose it just it's it's made it. I suppose it's put a lot of joy back into photography for me. I just really feel like I just love the fact that I'm kind of loving photography over again, and it's kind of like even much as I love my DSLR and I love what I could do with it, my mirrorless camera just takes that to a new level. And people who are listening to this podcast who've you know already done the switch and they've gone over to mirrorless, you know, will understand that that feeling that of just the power of that having that mirrorless camera and having those extra features. So it's not, you know, the podcast today is not meant to be a kind of sales pitch to say, go out and dump your DSLR and and buy yourself a mirrorless camera. That's not what it's about. It's about just trying to give you an honest feedback from my own personal experience. And everyone's experience is going to be slightly different. But this is my personal experience, like I said, being a very long time DSLR shooter and then switching over to mirrorless, seeing that there's uh, so many benefits for me personally going to mirrorless over shooting the DSLR cameras. And like I said, it's it's something I know that a lot of my friends talk to me about. They asked about, when should I upgrade? Should I get? Should I go mirrorless? You know, is it is it good enough now to do it? And the thing is, mirrorless is at a point now where you can pretty much go out and buy any mirrorless um, offering on the market, and you're going to have some fantastic choices available to you. And what we're actually seeing now is this: you know, manufacturers are actually bringing out more and more mirrorless cameras to suit different market segments. Like Canon just recently released the R8, which is a, a full frame mirrorless it's kind of an entry-level mirrorless camera it doesn't have all the bells and whistles that some of the other canon full-frame mirrorless cameras have but it's got so much going for it that someone who wanting to say who's been kind of shooting um, crop frame and wanted to move into shooting full frame it's perfect like it's a perfect segue for people to be able to jump in and do that and even things like they've brought out like an r50 which is a probably a mum and dad's type mirrorless camera Again, it's got some fantastic features. It's got all those features of the of the focus and eye tracking and a lot of tremendous tech in there. That then, obviously, for the casual photographer, they're actually going to improve their photography because their their hit rate's going to go up. And that was the first thing I noticed when I started shooting mirrorless that your your keeper rate was just through the roof. And that's why I had to adjust my shooting because I was kind of shooting with my mindset of dslr and how i'd shoot all this extra stuff because i just wanted to have enough material and just in case and then when you start like i said shooting with mirrorless and you find out that you so many of those shots just you know i could use every one of these shots but you realize that that's not always necessary because you don't need sometimes like for different events you only need you might only need a couple hundred shots and that's going to be fit everything you need to tell or everything you need to deliver you can do with that so you don't need all that stuff so that like I said it allowed me to kind of dial it back a bit and you know shoot less and again that gives you a bit more time to look for shots because sometimes like when you're kind of going I've got to get these shots got to get these shots and you're kind of running around getting the shots um, knowing that you can go into a situation and get three or four shots and know that you've got content there to use that you've, you've, you've covered off and then you can go start looking at something else I just find that it has freed up my time immensely that I've actually found that getting around events where quite often I was pretty much eye up to the to the viewfinder shooting all the time 
And I suppose that's the other thing with mirrorless is some people, and I've never been able to do this, but some people shoot looking at the viewfinder. And the viewfinder, you know, a lot of the mirrorless ones, they flip out so you can, you know, if you're down, and I tend to only use it if I'm shooting down low. So if I've got the camera on the ground, obviously it's not practical. If you're trying to get your eye up to the viewfinder, you just can't get there, but you can flip the back screen up and you can use that feature. And, and the other time I do it is if I'm in a crowd situation and I'm shooting over people into into a performance or something that's happening that I'll tend to get the camera up high, but I've got the I've got the uh, the rear screen angled down so I can actually see where I'm pointing the camera. And to me, like that's one of the the great things because none of my DSLRs had a flip screen, you know, the screen that was movable, even though I could do live view. But quite often, if you're shooting, like I said, with the camera held up, your arms fully extended shooting into a crowd, is that you still couldn't see what you're shooting and you were just kind of going on a gut feeling of taking a couple of shots, pull the camera down, chimp it, have a look what you got, then go back up and then try to adjust the angle of the camera to 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 capture what you need because you kind of didn't quite get it. And like I said, the mirrorless, again, it's, it allows you then to put the camera up there and and just flick off a couple of shots and get everything you want from the shot because you can see exactly what you're going to get. And that's the other thing too I love about mirrorless is that because you can actually see your settings, what what impact your settings are actually having on the image, it's almost like you're seeing the final image result based on your settings. And that, again, is, like I said, a great feature that really helps you with your photography to to kind of nail the settings much quicker and quite often, you know, when you go into a situation and you know you've got your basic starting settings that you've set your camera to and then you just tweak it to the situation so you actually, you know, get the right exposure. And like I said, it's just go great to better kind of see because um, sometimes like on a DSLR, if, you, if you're really shooting in a pressure thing and you might not have realised the light has dropped off two stops and you, you kind of, because you're caught up in the moment and you're shooting stuff and then, when you do get them back, you go, okay, I'm going to have to really kind of recover this a little bit. It would have been better if I had to change my exposure, but you, you know, in the heat of the moment shooting, you didn't do that. And like I said, in some some situations, like I said, the light can change, but then the light can come back up. So, you know, depending if your settings are locked off. I mean, one little tip I kind of use for people is, yeah, I'll have the, I'll have the shutter speed and I'll have the aperture set, but sometimes I'll let the ISO let the camera control the ISO to try and make up for those shortfalls when I have changes in light, rapid changes in light. So that sometimes can be useful to useful to use that feature in your camera. So in this episode, I've been talking about the transition or my transition from going from the DSLR technology over to mirrorless technology. And, you know, say for instance, if someone said to me, oh, look, I'll give you a stack of money if you go back and start shooting on your DSLR, if you never shoot with your mirrorless again, and I'd have to look at them and say, it's just not on. I, I, there's no, no amount of money would make me want to go back and, and pick up my DSLR camera and make it my only tool of choice because I've had that experience of using something different and having those experiences and having those benefits that's really helped my photography and my workflow that, you know, it's like saying to someone, okay, you've got an automatic car. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you this money if you never drive an automatic but you drive a manual car and you predominantly drive in traffic. 
you know, you're going to look at the person and go, are you serious? Like, you know, I, I commute and I'm in traffic every day. I'm crawling and that type of stuff. And, you know, that's where I think, you know, people love that technology of, say, you know, the automatic car where you can just get in it and you can just drive and the car just selects the right gear for the right speed that you're doing. So if you're doing stop-start and, again, you're not pushing in the clutch, there's kind of less less input from you as a driver. And I don't think too many people will go back to buying a manual car to the point now it's pretty hard to buy a manual car that most manufacturers, family sedans or family cars, don't even produce a manual. You can't even get a manual model. They're all autos. So that just tells us a little bit about, you know, once people have had a taste of technology sometimes that people don't want to go back. Like sometimes you just want to keep moving forward. You don't want to kind of go back and do things um, the old way because, like I said, there's benefits for you having that new technology. And I think that's the big thing. There's benefits for you to have um, the latest tech as far as that if it suits your situation. And like I said, not going to suit everyone's situation. But if you are kind of worried about sitting there and you're worried about Am I making the right choice going mirrorless? I'd have to say, like I said, all my experiences with mirrorless have been 100% positive. I have had no negative experiences with um, using uh, mirrorless technology, mirrorless cameras. So like I said, for me, it was, you know, once I kind of crossed over that line and went mirrorless, there's no way I'm kind of going back. And like I said, it's hopefully this makes you probably think about if you are in that situation where you are looking at trying to whether you jump the jump ships as far as the um, technology that you're using to capture your photos, definitely go out and try mirrorless. And look, one of the you know, things you can do if you're not sure, go out and hire a, hire a camera. Like, you know, that's one way to actually just try it and, and put it. I mean, you can go into a store and you can pick up a camera and they can let you shoot a couple of things out the front door or whatever the store. It doesn't really give you a good... I suppose, experience about what that's going to be like. So I know some people have actually done that. They've gone out and hired themselves a, a mirrorless camera just to try it. The other thing too is that there will be that kind of, there will be that that little period when you do change over where there's going to be some unfamiliarities. So there's going to be some things that are going to be a bit of a struggle. Like some things are you're going to struggle with some of the stuff, just getting used to the new settings or, or getting the camera set up. I mean, I used to always find too when I went from you know one model you know went from the say the five D Mark II to the five D Mark III. I had the five D Mark II set up in a particular way, and I had different buttons set to do different things, and I had different custom modes, and I had different things that I'd done that suited my workflow, that suited me. And then when I went to the Mark III, I had to kind of I had to kind of re relearn that and do that again, and, and come up for a new set of settings. And then when I went to 5D4, exactly the same. So there was that little transient period where I just had to get my camera right. And so it felt right in my hands and just everything was where I needed it. And you're going to have that same feeling happening when you go mirrorless. There's going to be a little period of time at the start where you, you know, you're going to have to struggle with a few things and some things mightn't flow for you. And you might just find, you know, there's lots of settings that you play with. So there's some settings that you just want to go in and kind of tick off and turn on or, or turn you know whichever way you want to use them but and like I said that just takes a little bit of time to do that and like I said once I got for that little period I've never looked back so I hope this has been a kind of a, got you thinking about if you are a DSLR shooter and you're thinking about going mirrorless is that you know maybe it's time to start looking at 
what your options are, particularly if your DSLR is starting to get a few years on it. I mean, I think if you're getting to the point where you had a DSLR and it was getting close to, say, a shutter replacement, you'd probably be thinking, is it really worth me doing a shutter replacement on a DSLR when there's other technology available now that might be might be better or might suit me better? And sometimes it might be worth putting that money towards purchasing a new new body. Anyway, this has been Steve Finkel for Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. Like I said, hopefully this has got your thinking. Hopefully it's got maybe hopefully maybe it's answered a couple of your questions you know if you've already gone mirrorless and you love it maybe just drop some comments in we'd love to hear that or if you're happy to sit there and like i said there's nothing wrong don't be kind of gear shamed into thinking that you need to jump in and buy mirrorless if you're perfectly happy with your dslr arrangement because like i said it's horses for courses and everyone's going to have a different a different outlook and a different purpose with their photography until next time enjoy your photography see you soon bye